This program was recorded to air at this time. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Well, and a cheery good morning. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> Mary Flynn here in the studio with uh, my good yeah. pal, uh, Roger Franklin Williams on AM 950. Yeah, yeah, Blue Darter Sports Central. What a crazy time it is, is it not? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of challenges, that's for sure. And um, But, you know, on the positive, I'm trying to keep a positive focus I know, personally. I know. And uh, it's great to be here you, with you today. And yeah. one of the great things on the positive side is we're continuing to be here right here on the air. I know. On, uh, I know. The new AM 950, FM 94.9, the answer and we're it's able, kind of fun to be essential business isn't it <laughs> yes and, and we can continue to uh talk a popular blue daughter sports uh and yeah. and you know as as we had talked about before obviously the sport athletics are suspended right, right now right. um so we can't talk about contemporary sports it was i just thought about the other day it was kind of sad that uh we had a a, a popular blue daughter baseball broadcast coming up soon, I know, and obviously amazing, that's, that's by the amazing. by the wayside. But because we've got good teams here, and you know, normally at this time you'd be talking with coaches. You'd have Coach Ralston on. We'd be talking about scores and upcoming. On the horizon, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what it also provides is Winston Churchill said it's uh, good to we should always look for the opportunity in every challenge and every adversity. So yeah, the uh, pandemic will end sooner or later, and. Not without struggle, though, but we're here, and Roger, to your point, we're going to be upbeat, and uh, I think we've got some interesting stuff for today. This is a chance to uh, go back into the vault, if you will, and, and uh, you know, one of the great things, one of the many, 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 many great things about Apopka High School and Apopka Blue Dollar Athletics are we have a, a large number of former Ball player students, football players that have achieved great things great and done ones, interesting yeah. things mm. after they've left Apopka High School. Um, so we're going to have a kind of a series where we'll be talking <laughs> about, we'll be talking to some of these great players from back in the day, if you will. And we're very pleased to be joined today by one of those. In fact, he wasn't too far back in the day. I know. But it's been almost 10 years, though, on the other side of the coin. And that would be Zach Darlington, the starting quarterback of our 2012 state championship team. Well, welcome, Zach. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm real excited to be back on the air. I've missed it. I remember doing this in high school. Oh, my gosh. Ten years go quickly, don't they? But, you know, Roger was Man, telling me, I. Um, I have to admit, I'm still fairly new to the whole Apopka sports scene because of my, my own background. But Roger, who is the ultimate veteran here, just amazing, but he he was telling me that every place he goes, because they know he's such a sports central person, um, they ask about you. Oh, I don't know about that. I oh, think ask him, Roger. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 Barry, very, you have to nice to me, but <laughs> yeah, Zach is very humble. Uh, one of the more one of the many appealing things about him, but uh, yes, literally everywhere I go, um, when anybody finds out that I have a, an affiliation with the Popka Blue Water Football, the first question is, "Well, gee, whatever happened to Zach Garlington?" <laughs> and that's that's for a lot of reasons, of course. But uh, yeah, Zach, I just want you to know there are a lot of people out there that that uh, are, are interested in you and have have very warm affection feelings for you. And, and now I'm really excited. Mary and I are excited to have this opportunity to have you share uh, yeah. you know, what you've been doing here and, <laughs> right. and share about your life since high school. Well, maybe what we should well, do is if, let's just, that, let's just yeah. well, exactly. We should just give a little bit of background for people who um, either may not know or may have forgotten or want to be updated. 
But, um, and Roger knows this better than anybody, you were, as he said, the starting quarterback and having a great season, and you were actually playing a high-profile uh, game, which was being broadcast on ESPN, which was mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. And uh, you want to tell us what happened? Yeah, well, I had had a, uh, um, a concussion during one of our summer workouts uh, about a month. Uh, before that, and then, uh, you know, got uh, cleared and healed up and then went into uh, uh, the uh, Burns game, and uh, we were having a pretty good uh, first half and um, kind of was, you know, trying to push the limits of our uh, some of our offensive packages and uh, had one play where I decided to scramble outside the pocket and uh, ended up taking a hit on the sideline that, you know, just – got hit just right and ended up, you know, I was knocked unconscious and I think they may have given me a free ride in a helicopter that day. But, uh, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I ended up, you know, getting knocked out, uh, wow. during, uh, the football game. Um, and, uh, ended up missing my, my senior year because of that. Wow. Now, of course, Zach, you know, at, at that point, and that's really the last time many people you know, saw you actually um, was on that very dramatic moment uh, and very, uh, you know, very, very a lot of anxiety, obviously, around the country for your well-being. Now, can you share with us now, you, you, as you mentioned, you missed your senior year of football at Apopka, but then you had, if I understand correctly, you had already been offered or at least you had already been talking to uh, University of Nebraska about going there to, on a football scholarship to play, and eventually you did that. Can you talk about that whole process of being recruited by Nebraska and then uh, having them come through with their commitment even after you suffered the uh, the serious concussion? Yeah. So we, uh, you know, going through uh, right after my junior season uh, when we we won a state championship, um, I ended up getting in uh, a few offers to go play college football, and uh, Nebraska was – uh, in, in my you know my top five, and um, I was considering a few other schools like uh, Auburn, West Virginia, Ohio State, um, Nebraska is in there. And so um, my dad, he um, was um, going to be a guest speaker at one of the uh, coaching clinics at the University of Nebraska, and you know we kind of just saw that as a great opportunity to go and. Uh, go ahead and kind of take it as a little visit. Um, and um, just that trip for me sealed the deal. Um, you know, going there, getting to, you know, uh, kind of meet the, the staff and the players and the team. But then just the thing that stuck out to me the most was, uh, you know, Husker Nation um, flying into Omaha and just, I mean, literally everywhere from, you know, all over the state, everyone is in love with Husker football and they follow Husker football. And, um, you know, the whole state is, is big red. And that's, that's what was really neat to me coming from Florida where you've got, you know, FSU, uh, Miami, FAU, FIU, uh, University of Florida. You got, you know, USF, UCF, you got all these different, uh, Florida colleges and, um, you know, so it was unique for me to see uh, the entire state back one team, which was kind of really cool. And that that really stands out, especially when you look at their uh, sellout streak of, um, you know, 
96,000 people every Saturday. And so that says a lot in terms of, um, you know, the support that they get from Husker Nation. That was kind of one of those things that really stood out to me. And so, um, like you said, following uh, that accident, I was actually already committed to Nebraska. Um, and so I had committed to Nebraska um, prior to my senior year. Um, and then uh, with that accident, you know, Coach Pliny called me up and told me, um, you know, I don't need to worry at all um, whether or not I play a down for Nebraska or whether I, uh, you know, am never able to play football again, that he was going to make sure that uh, the university honored my scholarship. Oh, that was nice. That's very nice. That really says a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, the integrity of Coach Pelini and the staff and um, just, uh, you know, those the individuals at uh, Nebraska to be willing to make sure that my education and future was taken care of like that. So clearly you'd made a good choice, too, for uh, for all that, you know, more than just football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they're, they're a really special place, and I think that that's definitely, um, that was what kind of showed me I made the right decision. Very nice. And you know, Zach, as as every literally everybody you know listening to our program now is is experiencing a varying degrees of, of adversity and difficult in their lives. Of course, obviously, your severe concussion was a major stroke of adversity for you. You overcame that, as you just told us. You're able to continue your your get that scholarship to Nebraska to play football there, and, and you continued your career there. And you talked about the you know the way that Coach Bo Pelini really stood up and and and, and you know stayed with his commitment to you. Um, but you know, once you got to Nebraska, you encountered more adversity, which you know is actually the norm, I guess, in in college football. Uh, mostly behind the scenes, that's not what most people usually see. They see the the highlights and the great moments, but but there's a lot of adversity uh, in the process too. And a part of that adversity was eventually Coach Pelini was was removed, fired as as that coach, and uh, they brought in a whole new coaching staff. Can you talk about um, you know how that transition affected you? Yeah, so uh, you know. Obviously, you know, them uh, removing Coach Pelini came as a shock to us. Um, just because we, had, we had just gotten our ninth win um, with a win over Iowa. Um, and so we didn't, no one really saw that coming. Um, but then when uh, we did have that you know, staff change, um, you know, I think especially nowadays, you, you look at college football and it's very, very, very common to um, just jump ship and transfer right away. Um, you know, a lot of guys, and I, and I understand that, you know, you got, you go to college for a reason to play. Um, and you may have one specific offense that you want to play in. Um, but that wasn't, I didn't choose Nebraska for the offense. Um, you know, I chose Nebraska because of Nebraska, uh, because of the tradition mm-hmm. because of the program that I wanted to be a part of. And so it didn't matter to me, um, you know who was going to be in uh, the coach there. It was I wanted to I wanted to find a way to contribute um, and be a part of Nebraska's program. Um, and so you know I just tried to make myself as as useful and uh, and uh, try to just contribute in any way that I can to help our our team uh, you know have the most success and um, try to just give back in ways that you know uh, my teammates could. Uh, really appreciate. You had a pretty good record there too. I know you're going to be too humble to talk about it, aren't you? Well, I mean, <laughs> we 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 definitely uh, have not been on the upside in terms of uh, 
where Nebraska has been in the past. Um, but uh, we're, we're definitely trying to uh, uh, recoup and, and get our way back to where uh, Nebraska is known for, you know, back in the late 90s. Um, I think that's kind of where everyone wants to eventually be in terms of uh, having that level of uh, success. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach, we're coming close uh, to our first break. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to stay with us, and we'll kind of pick up our conversation there when we come back from that break. Uh, you're, and you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Mary Flynn and Roger Franklin-Williams. I also want to let you know that uh, Dr. Andre Baptiste of Baptiste Orthodontics will be joining us later in our program of course, Baptiste Orthodontics is affected by the uh, events of COVID-19, just like we all are, and uh, it's a, caused some adjustments in their schedule, and uh, Dr. Baptiste is going to bring us up to date on that. That's pretty cool. So, Zach, we're glad you're going to stay with us, because we, we want to talk to you about a very important shift you made in your life <laughs> that I think will yeah. impress all of us. And We'll be right back on uh, Sports Central on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. And here we are back on a lovely Saturday morning at Sports Central. Mary Flynn here in the studio with Roger Franklin Williams on AM 950 and FM 94.9. Um, having a really good conversation today. You know, normally, as we said earlier, we'd be doing uh, sports updates on current uh, play teams who were playing and maybe Coach Ralston. And all that's been shut down amazingly because of COVID-19. But what a great opportunity to talk with a star that everyone always asks Roger about wherever Roger travels, um, a veteran from Apopka Blue Daughter, uh, sterling seasons of football, Zach Darlington. Glad to have you here today, Zach. Yeah, and, and Mary, hey, before, how are you guys doing? Before we go back to Zach, I do want to give a quick update from Baptiste Orthodontics. And of course, Dr. Andre Baptiste will be joining us a little bit later. But Baptiste Orthodontics is temporarily closed, of course, due to the mandate by the governor um, from March from until May 8th or unless he changes the mandate, the governor changes the mandate. However, Baptiste Orthodontics is, can still see patients who have orthodontics emergencies and they have also started doing virtual consults. And so we'll continue to get the word out about those right here on sure. uh, AM 950 uh, uh, and uh FM 94.9, and we're actually going to hear from Dr. Baptiste a little bit later in our show. Yeah. So, Zach, you were talking about, um, you know, being the uh, starting quarterback at, at Apopka Blue Daughters uh, football, talking about your concussion, and yet uh, you were able to honor your commitment as Nebraska, University of Nebraska honored theirs to, to bring you in and play football, which you did uh, at a really good time in Nebraska history. Um but then you made a big decision. What was that decision that you made that kind of, I think, shocked everybody? What was that? So, uh, yeah, so I actually uh, kind of uh, through a friend, I got into uh, doing some long-range shooting and uh, by uh, just kind of meeting a mentor, um, uh, I eventually decided to uh, walk away from football and uh, I made an attempt to enlist in the army, um, and it ultimately it didn't end up playing out. Um, I got flagged for multiple medical problems, but um, that was kind of what my what my plan was, what my goal was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now, what 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 drew you? Because that was a big decision, even though it didn't work out for you. And one of the things that I found interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was just reading up a little bit on you, um, your older brother, Ty, uh, clearly you turned out to be um, a great athlete. And it's interesting because your your brother, Ty, said that when he used to kind of wrestle you in the backyard, he called you a wimp because you'd run inside and complain to your mother when you were younger. But boy, that sure <laughs> turned around, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. No longer yeah. a wimp for uh, many years. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, uh, I, I mean, I it just I've always had a, a draw towards it, um, and it was always something that um, I've wanted to do, um, and so through uh, one of my buddy, my uh, good buddies there in Nebraska, um, I ended up uh, joining an organization where I ended up meeting uh, a friend that uh, he became kind of my mentor. He's a former Army sniper. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an Army sniper schoolhouse instructor. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing and for many years he trained me, um, to be, you know, to shoot, be a marksman. Um, and so getting into that long range shooting, um, was something that, you know, I became very passionate about very fast. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, kind of, uh, drew me towards that. And so I started actually working for him as a private contractor and then as an instructor, for a company um, and um, providing long-range uh, rifle instruction. Mm, wow. And, and I do want to add about Zach's toughness. Um, and, and one of these anecdotes, Zach doesn't even know that I even know. Um, I've never talked about it. But, but, but the first one is, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, you played your entire junior year, which of course was that 2012 state championship winning year, with a with a broken bone in one of your, in your wrist or one of your arms. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I I broke my broke my arm, um, and I remember we were we went and got it casted, and I was pretty disappointed because once we put the cast on, I couldn't grab, I couldn't uh, you know throw a football. It was on my throwing arm. Um, and so I decided I I uh, took a pair of scissors and cut the palm off the cast um, <laughs> so that I could still throw with a broken arm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you know, you sound you sound pretty tough to me, and I'm just wondering <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what it was like back then. Uh, your dad was actually the coach of the football team, was he not? Yes, ma'am. So what was it like? What's that? What was it like um, playing under your dad? Was he was he kind of tough? Oh, he was very tough. He was very tough. But the the reason he was tough was because he knew what I was capable of. Um, you know, he held me to a high standard because he knew what I could achieve. Um, and I think that sometimes he knew what I could achieve when I didn't. Um, and so, you know, yes, it was very, very tough, but he was by far, you know, the best coach I've ever had wow. because he knew me. Uh, he knew me not just in a football aspect, you know, from a football perspective. He knew me from, you know, as a, as a son, uh, you know, as a young man. Um, and he knew, he knew what pushed me. He knew what drove me. Um, and then he also knew what my, you know, my skill set was. And so he, he knew um, how to get the get the most out of me, how to get the best out of me, and push me to um, really uh, achieve all that I was capable of. Wow, that's a great story. 
Would you would you change anything when you look back? When you look back, would you have done anything different? Would you were you were you happy with your history? Are you are you glad? You know, you I think that I think that one thing that people think is kind of odd is, um, especially when it comes to um, the um, um, when it comes to um, just my you know my career and how it ended up, especially in high school um, with my senior year. I think a lot of people think that um, they that I would change that. And in all honesty, I wouldn't. Um, and there's there's one reason why, and that's because, you know, um, I've always just I've always just trusted God's plan, um, and I feel like you know in that moment, even though it was very difficult uh, to get through that, I know that there were a lot of eyes on me, um, and so by continuing to trust God and continue to um, you know. Uh, try to glorify him and everything that I did, even though it seemed like a really rough situation and tough situation, which it was. Um, I think that I was able to have an impact um, for him and, and and to show others um, really what it what it means to truly trust God um, in that moment. And so I wouldn't change that because then I would be changing um, the 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 chance of uh, impact that I got to have. Wow, what a what a great testimony! That I didn't expect that, and that's a that's a gift. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So then, so then, what? There were so many wonderful athletes. Clearly, now um, a Popka Blue Daughter football is still terrific, still winning. Um, what do you tell young champions? What do you tell young players, even before they're champions? What would you? What's your message to them? My biggest thing is just, you know, love it and, like, love the game for the game, you know. Um, in Nebraska, we've got a um, a saying is just in the deed, the glory. And what that means is, you know, don't do not do something for the end result. Like, love the grind mm-hmm. process, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't get done with football and look back and, you know, obviously at the end of that state championship game, you know, they gave us, uh, you know, a state championship medal or a state championship ring. Right. And, you know, I don't ever just look at that and think like, oh, man, this was so worth it. Like, no, the memories of that season wow. are what's worth it. You know, the 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 grinding on the football field, the hard practices, just having to turn our season around, you know, that's what was the best part about it, not the, not the, the medals and stuff, you know. So my, my biggest message to guys is, is uh, love the process, love the grind, because if you love the grind, then you'll never give up. Wow. You're the heart of a warrior. <laughs> doing it just simply for, if you're doing it just simply for a reward, mm-hmm. then after you fail once or twice, it's going to be a lot easier to give up. So wow. love the process, love the grind, and you'll, you'll, never, you'll never quit. Mm-hmm. And picking up along those same lines, Zach, and, and we're speaking with Zach Darlington on Blue Daughter Sports Central right now. We're glad that you're joining us. Um, how did playing for specifically your father, Coach Rick Darlington, and playing in his Apopka program, as you said, which is very difficult by design, grueling by design, um, how did that prepare you to then go on and play at Nebraska, you know, an elite Power Five program, um, and, and if so, how? Um, I think that it just prepared me to um, really just attack every day. Um, because every day that you 
did anything at, at a practice, whether it was a practice or a workout or what have you. Uh, it was it was very very difficult. Um, and it was not an easy day, and so um, when that became my normal, um, I was able to go and just attack every single day um, because you know obviously I learned very you know in, in a pretty big sense there at Apopka that you know you never know when your last snap might be. Mm. Um, and so for me, this came down to attacking every single day, every single lift, every single practice, like it might be my last time to get to do it. Um, because I have felt that before. Um, and so I would say that's kind of, I, that was, that was how I, I was best prepared. Wow. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. You are an amazing, uh, young man, I'll say. And, and Zach, we're up on about, our, our, we're going to go to another break here in just about a minute. But if you can stay with us for about another 10 or 15 minutes, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I think I should be able to do that. I hope I won't get pulled away, but we should be good. Okay. Well, um, so, yeah, because there's there's still, there's so much uh, good to, to pick at here because you're, you're an interesting guy. And... And more, <laughs> it's true. And and more than that, you're an inspiration to people. You know, there are a lot of young folks out there aspiring to be you, like you, and um, and maybe a lot of old folks who wish they had been. You know what I mean? So, um, well, I mean, I hope that if anything, I can you know give them some sort of uh, sense of direction. But I feel like a lot of times it's more. Sharing what not to do, maybe, but hey, that's always helpful too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. W- 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 one thing about Zach is, as we head to the break, uh, observing his his life and career uh, since since he was a junior in high school, actually before he has encountered a lot of ver- he's had a lot of great triumphs and successes. Mm-hmm. He's encountered more adversity than most people, and the reason for that is because he's always striving. And if you strive to achieve, you're going to meet adversity and, and, and challenges as well as, as success. And you know what Lincoln said about adversity? It doesn't build character so much as it reveals it. So we're coming right back. Uh, excited to be here with you on AM 950 and FM 94.9 with Sports Central on The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now here's Roger. And here we are back with Blue Daughter Sports Central on a lovely day in the midst of the most extraordinary uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, the country and the world has ever seen. Uh, but we're having a bright day because we have a bright guest on AM 950 FM 94.9, The Answer. We've been talking with Zach Darlington. Yeah, I'd like to, while we have this opportunity, Mary, ask Zach about his senior season, I mean, his junior season and, and that, that whole extraordinary state championship year. And I would like to preface that by saying that particular year, 2012, Zach was the junior starting quarterback. He, statistically speaking, he had one of the greatest years any Apopka High School quarterback has ever had. Um, I would even su- suggest that if somebody were to, to look at the stats, and sadly we don't have comprehensive stats uh, going back to 1933, but I, from my own perspective as an obser- close observer, I, I would suggest maybe Zach Darkman had the greatest st- statistical year with uh, in terms of passing than any Apopka quarterbacks ever had. And then, but secondly, even more importantly than that, uh, which it resulted in a state championship. So, of course, uh, not all stats don't always 
yeah. relate to success on the field. In exactly. his case, it certainly did. And even to the point where he was actually, Zach was actually the leading rusher in the state championship game <laughs> uh, with over 120 and yards rushing. <laughs> uh, today so, we have touched greatness. <laughs> but anyway, I'd just love to have you just talk about that a little bit about that particular season, uh, Zach, especially at reflecting now that you've had a chance to maybe reflect a little bit. Um, and then, but also one of the interesting aspects of that season is it was coming off of a six and five season, literally one of the worst seasons your dad, Rick Darling, coach Rick Arlington had had as the head coach at Apopka and a shutout playoff loss in the first round to Timber Creek. Uh, that's, that was the way you entered the season and, and the first three games we were at one and two, but can you just talk about uh, yeah. getting, the, getting that turned around and, and, and that ultimate journey from a one and two season uh, and, and uh, resulting in a, a state championship? Yeah, well, I mean, and like you mentioned that when we went six and five, you know, that was my older brother's senior class, um, and we had a a lot of really good seniors in that class. We had, you know, obviously we had Ty, you had Mike Todd, KJ Dillon, uh, Brandon Halverson. Um, you know, you had a lot of guys that uh, were just, um, you know, they had been leaders and they'd been leaders for a few years, and um, so then, you know, fast forward one year to my junior year. And you've got um, a bunch of guys uh, that don't have all that um, much experience as, as in terms of leading the team. Um, and so that was kind of where we saw that one and two uh, go wrong. You know, we kind of had a lack of leadership at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, and then that senior class and myself kind of brought it together and realized, you know, hey, um, if we don't, if we don't get this pulled together, um, you know, this isn't going to go very far. And so, I think it was, you know, it was the Bevels, it was Jeverick Blocker, it was Dazzy Morris, um, Sam Janetsky, um, Garrett Speck, Dion Loman, um, you know, guys like that. That when we kind of came together, we realized we had a chance to have something special, but we were going to have to make sure we held each other accountable both on and off the field. And um, I think we really saw um, our football play take off from that point. But mm-hmm. then we also saw um, a character shift um, inside of the team. You know, you saw uh, guys really putting a lot more uh, value into who they were um, just as people, um, which I think really says a lot. And so, you know, I think that that was one thing where we kind of turned it around and, um, I think that was probably a big uh, moment in in all of uh, our lives as people, not just as football players. Wow. Um, I, so it, it makes me wonder, whenever I see a team that's really tight, that's really performing, really high-performance people just in such sync, what is it like when, when you have to leave that behind? What is it like? to go on to a life where, uh, and clearly it sounds like you've had a a good life, but what was it like to adjust then to that non-team dynamic? I think of that. I'm a great football and uh, baseball fan. And you see how -hmm. how invested these men and, well, and women in in their own ways, in their own teams, how invested they are in each other. What, What is it like when that's not a part of your daily life anymore? What's that like? What was it like transitioning? It's, it's funny you mentioned that because, I mean, um, it is difficult, but I feel like to a uh, to an extent, I still try to be that way. <laughs> you know, I'm an intense guy. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe maybe my wife doesn't get as hyped up when I'm pouring the milk as I do. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, I think that uh, when it comes to uh, the people around you, I still try to you know, uh, kind of attack every day, you know, with just the same amount of intensity, you just have to refocus it. Um, you know, especially because in the line of work that I'm in now, you know, I do need to have a tight knit group and I do need to have a group of people that I can rely on. And I know that they have my back because, um, you know, there are times when it can be life or death. And so it's definitely something where it still, uh, has that, um, like you said, that kind of tight knit, um, uh, and close, um, mm-hmm. um, team feel to it. And at the same time, family, you, you've got to make all this work with family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, um, I'm fortunate to where my wife and I are actually, uh, we're both involved with, uh, the same company. So, oh, uh-huh. you know, in a way, in a way I, I don't necessarily bring, my work home or anything like that because, you know, she, uh, she understands, she, she knows what I'm having to do. And so she, uh, she's involved with it. So it's a lot easier like that. But then also I do know that there are times where, you know, you got to make sure that you, you do, uh, um, make sure you're setting aside time to make sure that you're focusing on family and putting, Mm -hmm. you know, the time in that you need, because, um, that's going to be, what makes it, you know, everything else worth it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm young in it, but I'm realizing that if you, if you go a hundred percent on your career the whole time, you're going to burn yourself out. Sure. Um, oh yeah. And so being able to focus on uh, your family and the things that keep, uh, to keep life um, enjoyable, uh, that needs to be a Balance. priority. That balance. So are you, are you, so you're married. Uh, do you have children? Do you and your wife have children or? No, we don't have children. Uh, not yet, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I come from, I'm one of seven. Uh, so anyone knowing my family knows that <laughs> we, uh, we're not shy of, of uh, children. Yeah, uh, yeah. But my wife and I, we don't have any kids yet, but uh, we definitely plan on it. Um, That's great. Yeah. We're also just kind of at that point in our, you know, our marriage. We've only been married uh, a year. Oh, nice. So we kind of want to get to spend some time together and uh, enjoy a little bit of that. So Lovely. we'll kind of hold off as much as we can until we start making our little army of football men. <laughs> I think Roger and I are anticipating that that uh, you're gonna you're gonna make a great dad. I can I can say that. <laughs> And, you know, Zach, uh, well, I would, I would, I sure would hope so. <laughs> Mary mentioned that I, you know, as I had told her off the air, literally everywhere I go, when people find out I have an association with a Popka Blue Rider football, they ask the first question is they ask about you. Um, but in recent, in the past year, uh, people also asked me about your dad, Coach Rick Darlington, of course, who uh, was our longtime coach for in, during two different stints from 1999 uh, to 2018 and you know, earned, brought home three state championships and a tremendous amount of success. Um, you know, of course, he made the decision to to go to Enterprise Alabama as the head coach before last season, and and also want to make the point: more people ask about you than ask about him. <laughs> so you may want to you know, let him know that. But but they do ask about him too. Yeah. Can you give us a, a brief update on on how your dad's doing? Uh, and 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 out in Enterprise Alabama as the head coach out there, and your mom and and their and the and their, and their family. Yeah, so they're doing well. Um, so their their first season uh, didn't turn out. 
uh, the way that, you know, uh, my dad would have it when you look at his standards. Um, but he also has ridiculously high standards. Um, they uh, they were able to make the playoffs uh, for the first time as a program in, I believe, 60 years. Um, so that was a big turnaround for them. I believe they went uh, one and nine the year before, and then so for them to go back in and make the playoffs in his first season was, um, you know, that was something that they could look to as a, you know, as a good first accomplishment. Um, and the families, you know, they're really enjoying it. Uh, they they really love the uh, the move. They love the the area that they're living in. As you know, uh, the kind of the the geographical layout um, is a little bit different in Alabama than it is Florida, uh, but they like it a lot. Um, and then obviously uh, Jackson was in his senior or his junior season, and uh, when they left, and so he finished his senior season there at Enterprise, um, and he'll be going to uh, he's going to go play quarterback at the Air Force Academy. So well, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's committed to go play there, and he's supposed to go off the basic in uh, in July. Mm. Um, and then we've got uh, Wyatt and Lily are the only only two left in in the house. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, how's so, Wyatt uh, doing? He's uh, he's about Wyatt to embark. Starts, Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt will be a freshman. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's about year. to embark on his career, uh, <laughs> yeah, football career. Oh yeah, that's cool. He's that's got, pretty he's cool. Got three older brothers, and all three of them will have played Division One football. So, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> talk, talk about big shoes to fill. Oh my god! If I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be honest with you, Roger and, and Mary, I think that he might have the best shot to be the best of all of us. Oh wow! Um, what a nice thing to say. Know, he's a yeah. uh, He's a he's a, a really bright kid. Um, he's got a lot of natural just gifts and abilities, um, and I really do think that you know what was I was very fortunate because I got to watch my older brother and I learned how to work and how to push myself, um, and I saw him accomplish his dream, which drove me to want to go accomplish my dream. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackson got to watch both of his older brothers do that, mm. and then Jackson did it. So Wyatt <laughs> watched all three. So, you know, I'm hoping that uh, that he'll get the, the chances um, that I know that he will, and he'll he'll do great with them. Uh, he really does have a great gift, and however, he may be one of those ones where he might be. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be football or basketball because he loves both of them, and he's he's really good at basketball as well. Wow. Um, well, so who knows? Maybe he'll be a, a dual sport athlete. That'll be a first for the Darlington. <laughs> oh, how inspiring! Well, you certainly set a great example for not only mm-hmm. for for your younger brother Wyatt, but but for all of us. So we really appreciate you joining us on the show oh, yeah. today on Blue Darlington Sports Central today. And Zach, before we Darlington. Let, and before we let you go, Zach, uh, d- d- can people find you? Are you on Facebook? Can they look you up and and yeah, follow yeah, you? you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great. Um, I believe on all three, uh, my handle is just my name, uh, Zach Darlington, or just Darlington okay. Zach backwards, but. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy with any numbers or acts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, gosh, this I try has to keep been it simple. right. Keep it simple. That's a that's a good lesson for all of us. We uh, uh, this has been wonderful talking with you today. Thank you so much. And, well, thank you so much for having me. It brings back a lot of memories. I remember doing the the Blue Daughter show in the cafeteria with with well, Roger. Oh, and, well. uh, it was, 
Um, like literally, I remember sitting there my junior year talking to him about you know upcoming games and, <laughs> and great. Uh, you know games that night, and I you know just brings back a lot of memories. So thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a wonderful joy. memories, just Zach, definitely. Well, Mary and Zach, friends, we're getting ready to go to our next break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Dr. Andre Baptiste of Baptiste Orthodontics. So we'll be right back and saying a cheerful goodbye to our good friend Zach Darlington on AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. And here we are back on Blue Daughter Sports Central here on AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. We just had a lovely interview, and now we, we've got one of our favorite people, one of our favorite, actually, he's one of Apopka's favorite people, uh, Dr. Baptiste from Baptiste, Baptiste, <laughs> if I don't get my tongue caught up in my teeth, Dr. Baptiste from Baptiste Orthodontics, and how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. It's great to connect with you. And I've been I've been thinking about you and Cynthia and all the great people at Baptiste Orthodontics. How you're faring during these uh, very you know, difficult circumstances we're all having to we're faced with the COVID nineteen adjustments we need to make. And I'm very pleased that you can um uh, you know got a great update from Cynthia off the air. And I thought it would be might great for you to give our our listeners an update uh, about Baptiste Orthodontics over the airwaves. Yeah, and especially now that we've got this COVID-19 pandemic, that's really, everything is upside down in the world. What's it like in your world? Yeah, yeah, this is, this is definitely odd for me. Um, I've never had more than a week vacation um, oh. in 18 years. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh, yeah. So it's crazy just, just being home every day. Um, but you know what? Um, you know, we all have to play our part. And, and if, if staying at home and doing nothing is, is what you have to do, then... You know, it, it, it's a lot less of a sacrifice than, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, people going to war and things like that. So Yeah. Well, plus you love what you do. I think it's hard, What's especially, that? I think it's especially hard when you love what you do. And clearly you love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do love being there and meeting people and, you know, shaking hands, which I, which I think is over now. I don't think we'll be doing much handshaking going forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, the, the, world, the world's about to change. So um, mm-hmm. we have to adapt, and we've done some things. Um, we unfortunately had to, to lay off most of our staff and get them to be eligible to get um, unemployment benefits. Um, state sentencing on March 20th, I think it was, yeah, March 20th, and we said we would not be able to open up until May 8th, I believe. Um, so that's kind of a tentative date. Um, we will have to um, wait, wait and hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's interesting that people who have braces, and I had mine many years ago, um, they they need to come in, I guess I went in once a month for whatever you call it, like an adjustment or a tightening or something. So now that's interesting because when people can't come in now, um, what happens? Does it does it matter that much or is it? Well, well normally we see our patients every six weeks. Um, so for patients that are missing treatment, you know, maybe their treatment will run, you know, a month longer or mm-hmm. But um, it not significantly impact treatment. Yeah, that's good um, to know. You know yeah. We are still open for emergencies. Well, sure. Um, pain or a wire poking or something breaks. Yeah. They can reach us through live chat. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and I also wanted to, to point out and also have Dr. Baptiste uh, comment, it, as I understand it, you are still able to see patients who have orthodontic emergencies, and uh, you're also starting to do virtual consults. Uh, can you talk about th- those two uh, ways that you're continuing to, to serve your, your, your patients? Yes, we have started doing virtual consults um, since FaceTime. Um, we've done probably about seven or eight of them so far. And actually, they, they seem to work pretty well. Um, you know, you're face-to-face with the patient. Um, you kind of have their undivided attention, um, and they have mine. So it's actually been, been something new that, that we like, um, and it may be something that we carry forward um, going forward with. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, we excuse me, we've had some doctors on because we've been talking about clearly the medical aspects of COVID-19 and this whole concept of telemedicine uh, where, you know, to your point, um, it it might be a, a bigger way of the future than it had been in the past. You know, the idea that you can FaceTime with your with your medical provider or dental provider uh, and um, just ask a routine question and without going in, making an appointment, and clearly now without showing up uh, outside, interacting with others. This is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is something that um, we've talked about in the past before this, and um, I was a little hesitant. Um, I'm usually a little slow to take on the really new technology, but, um, you know, since we started, we were forced to have to do it, and, and it's actually been really really good. Um, pretty much every day we have a couple um, virtual consults. Mm-hmm. And the, the estimates that we give the patient are going to be tentative um, based on taking an x-ray and, and seeing you know everything in person. But we um, have a pretty good idea of what the person needs by, by seeing them. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I think people are, some people are talking about, I've been thinking about it myself, is the things when, when the COVID-19 pandemic is over, those things that will that will have caught on and that we may want to keep. And this kind of FaceTime uh, virtual, as you're calling it, um, might be one of those things. You know, it might be might be pretty cool to. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that alone with, with people working from home, you know, I don't I personally can't work from home. Right. But, um, you know, there are some people that are working from home now that. You're coming to realizing that it might be easier to just have these people stay at home. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to jump in and say, when, when this is over. right, for sure. One of the things that, that I've learned from working closely with Dr. Baptiste uh, and the great people at Baptiste Orthodontics is that he's uh, Dr. Baptiste has already established a reputation for being on the cutting edge mm. uh, of, of innovation and, and good ideas <laughs> and smart ideas uh, in the way that he served his patients at Baptiste Orthodontics. And it's obvious we're hearing right now he's already beginning exactly. to adapt and do the same thing uh, under these difficult circumstances. Plus, people really like you. People really like you. I mean, well, you're, you. you're very thank popular you. and you're also very, and, you know, we, we talk often about our vibrant um, Apopka community. You know, we're a town, we're a tight-knit town, and you're very involved in that now, aren't you? Um, yeah, you know, we, we try to get out as much as possible. We try to be involved whenever there's a festival or a fair or um, anything going on in the schools. Um, we definitely like to be part of the community. That's kind of been our you know, trademark for the time we opened. Um, you know, whichever area we were in, you know, we always wanted to be to be truly there, to be mm-hmm. present. And um just, I mean, I have a great staff, so you know, I have people that, that definitely um, 
pushed me to, to, to be more involved. Um, you know, Cynthia's amazing, so, mm-hmm. you know, wherever she calls me to go, I, I go. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's always been a good time, you know. There's, there's nothing that I've done in the popcorn that, you know, at the end of it, I thought, you know, a lot of that was You know, I've, I've enjoyed every everything I've done there. Right, and you're pretty central. You're right up on Park Avenue. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so the park's right across the street. Yeah. Um, and it seems like pretty much everything that goes on in popcorn seems to go on at that park. I know, because we met you. I met you for the first time at the, uh, when Roger and I were doing the uh, Popka Christmas Parade, and uh, you were right there with us. And yeah, Kitland Nelson Park is right across the street from your practice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we had no idea when we when we, when we opened up there that that park was such a big attraction. <laughs> right. Good timing, I guess. <laughs> right. A nice surprise. And, and then also yeah, want to mention, you know, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Baptiste also has offices in, in Dr. Phillips. Yes. And, of course, their original location on, on West Colonial in, in Orlando as well. Um, but we have a big listening area here. And so there are people, you know, we, we like to focus on our Apopka community. But the fact is, we've got somebody over in Metro West listening to us. They can find you easily in their own community. Yeah, we've been there for eighteen years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Baptiste has also denoted, um, you know, devote, donated some supplies to local hospitals, which is in keeping with the you know, the very you know, yeah re, you know, the reputation they've already established for generosity and giving back to our community. And of course, he's very well known for that, isn't he? Many people in Apopka have have come to know or are coming to know that about uh, the tremendous, numerous tremendous ways that Baptiste Orthodontics supports our local public schools in mm-hmm. our greater Apopka community, not just Apopka High School, but all the other right. local public schools as right. well, including Wekaiva High School. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but also, um, Dr. Baptiste supports yes. public schools throughout all of Orange County. Over 80 schools uh, receive some kind of um, help, you know, charitable help from Baptiste Orthodontics. That's pretty good, Doctor. You want to talk about that? Um, well, yeah, but, um, you know, start off with just a couple of schools in the area. And um, I guess, you know, once you're helping one school, the next school finds out about it, and they'll ask for something, and, you know, we have a hard time saying no. So um, it slowly grew and grew and grew until we had um, a lot of schools. Mm. <laughs> uh, when we moved to Apopka, we adopted a um, Apopka High School, the Blue Daughters, and we adopted Apopka Middle School and, um, and all, of the, all the elementary and all the middle schools in the, in the area. So where does that come from? So not only your expertise, but where does it come from this this extraordinary sense of community and generosity? What do you, what do you attribute that to? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm just being a normal person. Um, you know, if you have stuff and and you can provide for people, then, then you should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt us to to donate a hundred dollars to a middle school or for me to spend an afternoon at a, mm-hmm. at an elementary school. Um, you know, that doesn't change my life significantly, mm-hmm. but it can change the lives of someone mm-hmm. else. You know? For sure. You know, it kind of just, you know, you can multiply, you know, what you can do. Um, and, um, you know, it just seems like, like the only option. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful that you think that way. It's refreshing. It's good to hear that's, uh, that you give back. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I think pe- people sense that about you. We had many people come by when we were doing the, um, the parade that time when we were out and you had been with us 
and people commented on you. They said, oh, we love him. We love Dr. Baptiste and his whole staff and his practice. We love going there. And I thought, what a nice thing to love going to the orthodontist. <laughs> That's an achievement. <laughs> That's an achievement. It's not always fun. That's right. Exactly. It's true. If you're unpleasant and people don't like you, then they're never going to be satisfied. Exactly. There's total benefit to have people like us. In our our closing moment, minute here. I just would like to share with our listeners, yeah, the, the office, his offices, all three of them are very inviting. They're very warm places. Mm-hmm. The staff is very friendly. You're greeted with somebody with a upbeat attitude and a smile nice. on your face. And, you know, as, as we all know, that's not always what we associate with a, a trip to the orthodontist or a trip to the dentist or doctor. Mm. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Very warm, well, inviting environment. Like, like, Say again? Yeah, like, well, 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 what? Okay. Yeah, we just want it to be an environment where, where people are happy to come that's in. That's nice. Um, you know, we really stress, you know, greeting people when they come in, um, you know, smile about them. You know, everyone should be happy. Um, you know, I, I think it's a great place to work, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little biased on that, but, um, you know, our employees do seem to like it. And, um, you know, I think, I think that people feel feel the, the atmosphere in there. They, they feel the, the family environment in there when they come in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go into an office and, and everybody... You know, hates everybody, then you know mm. you, you feel that too, and, and we sure. definitely try to make sure that we have the right chemistry sure. in the office. Well, we definitely thank you so much, uh, Dr. Baptiste, Baptiste Orthodontics, for spending a little time with us this morning. And we do hope to see you uh, soon again. Good luck to you and your staff and your family during this uh, uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. And uh, we'll we'll hope to talk to you soon again. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we will be... Yes, go ahead. Oh, well, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Bye-bye now. And uh, for everybody else, uh, Roger, um, you have a good week. I'm so glad our listeners were able to join us. And we pray for everyone. It's a difficult time, but I don't know about you. I see more and more people doing more and more nice things for others, even though we can't be physically together. It's good to uh, be thinking of each other and reaching out with any kindness that we can. Absolutely. Hope everybody has a great week. Yes. And we'll be uh, leaving now. We'll see you next week on our usual weekend update, uh, your hometown on uh, AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer, this has been Blue Daughter Sports Central.